Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert. Um, just want to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody. You know, I know, uh, you know there's a lot going on in the world, uh, a lot of a lot of good things, a lot of not-so-good things, but hope everyone had a, a really good Thanksgiving um, with family, with friends, and just a time to sit back and reflect on, on the many blessings that we all have, uh, you know, been bestowed upon us. And so, uh, today is actually my annual post-Thanksgiving special. Uh, some of you guys may remember in, you know, past years, I, I, you know, I used to do a, uh, you know, uh, how to avoid dealing with a jive turkey. You know, that's, that was my Thanksgiving special. I did that a few years. And, uh, you know, just other, uh, other types of uh, specials surrounding uh, this time of year, you know, leading into the holidays, uh, you know, post-Thanksgiving, pre-Christmas, uh, pre-New Year's, things like that. So um, a lot to talk about today. I want to get into some politics. Not a lot. I told you all last time, like, I'm, you know, I'm really um, kind of politicked out, you know what I mean, with the whole Donald Trump. But a couple of things I wanted to uh, get into. I also want to talk about some uh, entertainment news, uh, a lot of things going on in, 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 uh, in, in the entertainment world. Uh, the Soul Train Awards were last night. I want to take a few minutes to talk about that a little bit. Um, a lot of, lot of things going on in the media. In fact, uh, before I even get started, hopefully, you know, I just want to encourage everyone to uh, keep the, uh, the, the University of uh, Ohio State uh, over in your prayers right now, actually, because I was watching the news, and I don't know if you guys saw, but there, there is a shooter um, you know, there's an active, they're calling him an active shooter. Um, I don't know. I saw one report said one suspect was killed. I don't know, you know what I mean, what the, what the latest update with that is. In fact, turn on uh, CNN just so I can, you know, see some updates while, you know, while I'm live. But, uh, you know, just keep everybody over there. And, you know, in your prayer, I saw, you know, they said something like nine people were, were injured and taken to the hospital. So hopefully, you know, that situation is, uh, is under control. You know, I've said this over the last few months just about that. You know, we're going to see more and more and more, unfortunately, more of these shootings. You know, there's there's a lot of anger. Um, there's a lot of uh, mistrust, distrust with the government, and just anger towards our, our, our brothers and sisters. And so um, I would encourage everyone not to try not to feed into it. You know, try not to feed into it because one of the things you guys got to realize is there is an agenda. You know, there's a political agenda, uh, but more importantly, you know, when you talk about, you know, gun reform and all this stuff, now there's definitely a political agenda going on, so you're going to see the media playing into that. But then also, and more importantly, there's a spiritual agenda that's that's at work. You know, um, it's a, you know, the enemy is attacking families, he's attacking children, he's just attacking, you know, us through violence, through, you know, all types of spiritual wickedness you know, in high places, as the Bible says. So just continue to pray for, uh, pray for the world, pray for, pray for our leaders, you know, and, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's a lot going on. Um, so, so there's that, um, you know, again, guys, happy Thanksgiving. I had a really great time, you know, with my family, um, some extended family. So hopefully you guys did as well. One of the things I said on uh, social media is if you guys are, you know, if you're still mad, you know, about Donald Trump, like, you know, it's been a few weeks since the election. And I said, uh, you know, if you're still upset, you know, if you're still angry, if you're still updating your status on Facebook, 
you know, every five minutes, every ten minutes about Donald Trump or, you know, his administration or, you know, just the media coverage. Surround. I mean, just anything about that. I mean, I, you know, no disrespect, but you you really got to, you know, I said about things. I said, go, just stop it and go stuff your face and be thankful. You know, but just, you know, beyond that, you know, there's, at this point, you know, there's not a lot that can be done. You know, there's really nothing that can be done to change the fact that Donald Trump is the president. Okay, I mean, that's just what it is. Now, there are things that you can do on the local level. You know what I mean? The, you know, the midterm elections will be here soon enough. You know, let's let's go out and vote and, you know, take, you know, participate in that process that you actually have a little bit more control over. But, aside, you know, aside from that, you know, just continue on a daily basis instead of complaining, but actually do something. You know, actually try to make a difference in the community to the point where that will offset whatever negativity you think is going to happen or is happening from what these people in the government are doing. You know, like, for example, myself, I'm not going to sit back and complain because I may not like what's going on nationally. I, I went into the hood, and, you know, shout out to my fraternity, Phi Beta Sigma. We were actually blessed to be able to present a, a very nice financial donation in the way of a scholarship to some, some very deserving youngsters over at the uh, Penwood High School here in the Philadelphia area. So, you know, and that's that's just the type of stuff that I'm passionate about. So, again, if you're one of those people that's negative and upset and pissed off all the time, find something that, that is positive. You know, Donald Trump or whoever else, Barack Obama, they can't take away, you know, my desire and ability to be a blessing to someone else on a daily basis. You see what I'm saying? Like, so if you're in that, and that's what brings me happiness. Because I'm just being honest. I see Facebook. I see these status of it. If you're pissed off all the time, you're, that means you're not doing enough to be a blessing. Because guess what? Being a blessing makes you happy. So if you're pissed off, guess what you're not doing? You're not being a blessing, and at least not enough, you know what I mean, to other people. So keep that in mind. If I feel good today. Like I said, I've, I feel like I've been a blessing to some people over the last week or so. Um, had a really great Thanksgiving. I got up this morning, I went to the gym, you know, you know, just to, you know, and that's just what we all should be doing on a regular basis, whether you're going to the gym, whether you're doing Pilates, whether you're, you know, going for a run, whether you're just doing some push-ups, some sit-ups, whatever it is. You always want to try to make your health a priority. And um, so I did that this morning. And, um, you know, I haven't been talking about it, you know, but we're still doing the Fitbit Challenge. Shout out to everybody over in the Friends of the Data on Tolbert Show group who has the Fitbits. Who you know who is doing the do are doing the daily challenges with that? I actually got that's on my Christmas list. I gotta get Danny to uh, get me a new Fitbit because because uh, I, I lost mine. So you know, but that's you know. Hopefully, you guys are still doing it. When I get my new one, I should just go to the store right now. But that's what I should do. But but not nah, um. We're, you know, we're gonna get back into that. You know what I mean? You know, reaching those ten thousand steps, being active. And I know I've been hitting my ten thousand steps, but you know, you just feel good when you. You know what I'm saying? When you when you, you, you see it light up, you know, on the little uh, device. So uh, shout out to everybody who's who's staying in shape. And, you know, if you, if you don't like the way you look in the summertime, guys, in the springtime when, when it's time for the T-shirts and, the, you know, less clothes, then, you know, this is the time to really get serious about it. You know, winter, you know, knock yourself out all winter long. You're going to be happy with how you look, you know, in the spring and summertime. So. Yeah, let's do that. A um, couple of things, man. You know, everyone's talking right now about uh, the death of Fidel Castro. 
Okay. Um, you know, a lot of people are, and this, a lot of this is media propaganda. Like I've been talking about the last, you know, however many months, you know, a lot of it is, you know, what the media wants you to think, you know, they want you to feel like, Oh my gosh, you know, a dictator is dead. And, you know, everyone's celebrating around the world that he's no longer, you know, in power. But a lot of that is, is propaganda, um, you know, and it's political. And so I don't even really want to, I don't have a lot to say about Fidel Castro, not right now. Um, what I will say is, is that the United States, we have a very bad habit and a very bad history of being the world police. And that's, you know, in large part why we have a lot of these conflicts around the world and why we're viewed the way we are around the world is because, you know, whether it's, I mean, you, you can name anywhere, you know, so many different countries that we feel like, okay, we do things a certain way here. We have a certain agenda here. This is what we would like to do, and we want to extend our, you know, our, our footprint, so to speak, you know, into this area. So you you don't subscribe to that. You you have a certain way of doing things over there. So, you know, we're going to cause conflict with you. You know, we're going to encourage you to adopt our way of doing things. And if you choose not to do that, well, then guess what? You know, we're going to invade you. Or we're going to go to war with you. Or we're going to, you know, find, you know, some, some weapons of mass destruction that don't even exist. Or we're going to say you're, you're, you're doing all types of stuff. And so, and we're going to convince that our people, that our citizens through media propaganda that, you know, to buy into that, you know, way of thinking. And, it, and it's all foolishness. And, you know, a lot of times we just follow like blind, mindless sheep, you know, and we got to stop. We got to stop that, okay? You know, but, you know, rest in peace to Fidel Castro. Um, if you liked him, cool. You know, if you didn't, you know what I mean? It It, it is what it is. But, you know, so, you know, so there's that. Um, one of the things, though, I will say is we have to do better as a people, as a community, to respect others' opinions. You know, I I talked a lot about this during – uh, the election period, you know, of, of, uh, you know, you know, like Thanksgiving was last week. And so I, I heard talk to a lot of different people and a lot of people were saying, well, I'm not even going to Thanksgiving or, you know, we're setting ground rules for Thanksgiving dinner. I'm like, what? Like, you, where is your Thanksgiving at? Iraq? You know what I'm saying? Like, no, nah, they're like, no, nah, it's in my mom's so I'm like, yo, you shouldn't have to have rules, you know, for Thanksgiving dinner, for, for topics of discussion. You know, saying I don't want no fights in my at the dinner table. I'm like, fights at the dinner table, fights over what? What would there be a fight over? A, a, a difference of opinion? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, look at Facebook. Look at you know social media. People are going crazy. Oh, you supported Donald Trump, or you 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 didn't vote for Hillary Clinton? Like, okay, encourage everyone. Um, in fact, I, I said this on uh, on social media. I said, friends and family should not be contingent upon one's political beliefs or voting preferences, but rather love, trust, and support, right? And and it's sad that it's gotten to the point where if you don't feel like I feel, you know, then I'm not your friend. 
You know, I, I, I'm deleting you off of Facebook. I'm going to block you because you voted for Donald Trump or you, you know, voted for whoever. It's like, or you did, or you chose not to vote at all. It was a guy, people, I'm blocking you. I'm like, what? This is crazy. One thing I said online is that, I said, if all you do is post negativity about Donald Trump or the election or the government all day, every day, then you're part of the problem not the solution, okay? You know, and that's what we got to do is we got to get away from the negativity and really start having honest, open dialogues about where this country is and where we would like it to go and what we need to do on an everyday level to help us get to, uh, you know, get to that point. Another thing uh, politically I just wanted to touch on briefly, a lot of people were, uh, this was in the news last week, you know, I guess Mike Pence went to the Broadway show Hamilton, and, you know, he was, at the end of the show, he was singled out by one of the cast members and, you know, just, you know, people were saying he was heckled or other people were saying, you know, the guy made a political statement. It was just really singling him, you know, he, he was with his daughter. You know, and, and there's, a, you know, Donald Trump has been calling for them to apologize, um, you know, say that was inappropriate, which, which I agree with. You know, I I feel like, you know, it's, it's, to me it's like an athlete. You know, if you're Allen Iverson, I remember it's funny, I, back in the day, me and the homies we used to go out to the clubs, and, uh, you know, I was around that time, that's when Iverson was playing basketball for the Sixers, and we would often see him, and his people out out and about, and you know, I was never a groupie or nothing crazy like that. But I would see people, you know, you know, going up to him like, "Yo, yo, what's up, man? Can I get your autograph?" This he'd be like, "Nah, you know, I'm just kind of chilling tonight. I'm just here for a night out, here for a drink with my friends." And you know, what I'm saying a lot of people, yes, he's an athlete. Yes, you're entitled to ask him for an autograph. But at the same time, where do you draw the line? Where do you, you know, where does where, where does work, your job, your career? Where do you separate that from your personal life? Okay, like Barack Obama is the president, but does that mean he can never go out and just have a regular dinner with his wife, maybe his kids? Donald Trump, Mike Pence. You know, I feel, and that's the thing. It's like, okay, if you're at, you know, you're at at the Congress, you know what I'm saying? You're in the Senate. You know, you're at a political uh, event. Cool. Then, you know, I feel like if you, you you want to protest that, that's fine. But, you know, this guy's out with his daughter. He's just trying to have a good time. He's trying to actually support, you know, this production. And I, I didn't think that was the time or the place for that. You know, people saying, well, it's freedom of speech. It's like, okay, but it's not about freedom of speech. It's about decency. It's about respect. If I go out with my, my wife and kids, I don't want to talk about what, I, what what somebody said on Facebook. <laughs> don't come up to me asking me no questions. Yo, you said this, like, what? No, man, I'm, I'm, I'm here chilling. On the show, you said this and that. Like, no, nah, I'm I'm not here for that. You know, and that's actually a funny thing. That's actually uh, that's actually happened a few times actually with me. So, you know, one thing, you know, it's funny, man. One last thing, you know, because I got a lot I want to get into. Got a really a lot of good ask me down advice questions, great discussion topics. I want to talk to you guys about this TV show that I shot. Um, we'll talk about the Soul Train Awards. Um, you know, again, I've been, I've been talking about race relations uh, the last several months, many months, and the reality is that this election was not about black versus white. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't. A, it's not about 
you know, race. And it's crazy that the media has, is really doing that. They've made it about that. If you're, you know, it's black versus white, not Trump supporters versus non-Trump supporters, but literally black versus white, minority versus, you know, non-minority, you know, racist versus non-racist. And that's not what this was about. And I said, everyone who voted for Donald Trump isn't a racist, okay, contrary to popular belief. I said, just like everyone who voted for Hillary Clinton doesn't love black people. I said, let's focus less on what's going on politically and more about what's affecting you spiritually, and you'll be much more fulfilled daily. You know, and, and that, that daily fulfillment for many, unfortunately, is what's missing from their lives. You know, they're not fulfilled. When you're not fulfilled, you're not happy. When you're not happy, no one wants to be around you. No one wants to be around you, then you're not going to have love. And we don't have love, you know, and you know that you've almost given up hope of finding love, then that's where depression sets in. That's where anxiety sets in. That's where anger sets in. And then you just become a nasty, miserable person. And that's, that's, that's not how anyone, you know, wants to be in life. Okay, you don't want to be the type of person that someone says, wow, you know, they're just not a happy person. They're not, they're not you know, they're not happy. They're not thankful. They're miserable. They're depressed. That's not how you want to be. All right? What else is going on out here? You know, I want, one of the things I want to talk about is, uh, and real quick, continue. I told you all last week, continue uh, praying for the, the people in, in Michigan. You know, that, you know, the water is still not 100% good over there. I posted an interesting video. Barack Obama was out there. He was, you know, he was saying, you know what, the water is now good. And, you know, in fact, this is some water. And, he, you know, he was in a cup. He said, I'm going to drink the water. And he puts it up to his mouth. And from my perspective, it didn't even look like he drank it. It looked like a little, little sip. It didn't even I didn't see him swallow. It didn't look like he swallowed. But it was more symbolic than anything. You know, and he said, well, okay, yeah, so empty the water. If it's filtered, use the filter, then it should be good. And he said, well, and then there was like a message underneath. They said, well, but if you're pregnant and you're under six years old, <laughs> then you might not want to drink the water. I'm like, what? Well, how safe? If, you, if you're a pregnant woman, you can't even drink the water? How safe are, how safe is it? You know, and so that's that's continue to pray for those people and don't allow the media to make, you know, the, the next headline. You know, don't allow them to cause you to forget everything else that's still, you know, that's still going on out here. What else is going on out here in the world? This is what's going on in the world, guys. I want to give a shout-out to, uh, to uh, Shelly Williams, who uh, you know, these guys are from from the Philadelphia area. She she hosts uh, or she hosted uh, a very popular show here in the, here in the Philly area, Urban Expressions. She's a you know the founder and the producer of that show, and now she's doing a new show that I actually helped launch about I say about four years ago. It's called Single on a Saturday Night, and if you guys go on YouTube, um, and, you know check your local listings or whatever. But if you go on YouTube, I know there's some. The, you know, the episodes on there. I was on like the first two episodes and I took a break from it. And um, I just went back the last few months, you know, and, uh, and, and shot a few episodes. I was there on Saturday. So I'll post those links as they become available. But uh, the point of that is that, is that um, we had a really good discussion, um, a few different topics that I kind of wanted to touch on 
today, um, you know, as far as why men cheat, um, you know, what men are looking for in, in a relationship, um, you know, different ways that uh, men need to be stimulated in dating and relationships. You know, we look at we look around, and you know, whether it's the holidays, whether it's the summertime, and there's a lot of there are a lot of conversations. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of arguments. There's a lot of mistrust, and a lot of that these questions avoided, and questions can be answered just by having actual conversations. You know, one of the things I said uh, on uh, on Saturday night on, on Saturday at the uh, the show taping was that. There's there's a disconnect between men and women. You know there's there's a disconnect, and what I mean by that is, you know there's a there's a discrepancy between what men want in, in dating and relationships and what women think men want in dating and relationships. And you know it's unfortunate because even myself, you guys know I'm I'm pretty articulate. I, you know I'm a communicator. I'm pretty good at getting a point across. But I found myself often frustrated because in having this kind, and you guys will see it a lot of it on you know when I when the when the show is ready to be broadcasted. But even trying to get my point across, people were yelling and they were interrupting me, and it's like, yo, I thought we were here to talk about what's going on in the minds of men. Why do we do the things that we do? What you know what I mean? Uh, there are a lot of times people, you know, specifically women will say, I want answers to this. I want to know why you do this. But the reality is people don't really want to know they, why. They don't want the answers because in their minds they've already formulated the answers. In their minds they already know and they want to just vent. They just want to talk about and express their frustrations about what's going on, about what they're seeing, you know, from it. And that's where you get the confrontation because there's never any resolution. It's just, a, you know, two people or, or two groups of people, you know, clashing and butting heads. So it was a good discussion. Um, it was a good discussion on why men cheat. Um, you know, and just, just what are, are the ways that we can avoid some of these things that happen? One of the things that I, I said, when, you know, one of the points that I introduced was that there's too much discussion. There's too many. I didn't like the wording. I didn't like the verbiage. You know, I, I heard a lot of words like power. I heard a lot, you know, power struggles and, and control. And, you know, women don't have power in relationships. Men don't have power in relationships. Neither party should be discussing control in relationships, Okay. We need to be having discussions on how I can make you better, how you can make me better, you know, how we can make each other better, how we can build this relationship, how can we reach our goals together, you know. And until we, we just start looking at a mutual goal, you know what I mean, and how to get to that goal, there's going to be too many power struggles. There's going to be a power struggle because it's like women are like, well, I want this. And the men are saying, okay, well, I want this. And I'm not getting this. So, but at the end of the day, there should be a mutual goal. There should be a finish line that both parties are trying to reach. And when you try to do something together, as opposed to trying to get someplace yourself and being mad that the person that you feel is 
holding you back from reaching that goal, which is your goal when it needs to be a mutual goal, that's never going to work. You know, that's never going to work. You know, there was there was a uh, there was a, one of the the title of the show actually was uh, was men cheat and women experiment. It was interesting because you know not uh, Natasha Warner actually is it was the author of a book by that title, and it's it's interesting because that people really think that you know people really think out you know out here they really think like oh. When a man cheats, and I've heard this all the time, you know, when a man cheats, oh, he's just a dog, right? He's just immature, you know. He can't keep it in his pants, you know. He's intimidated by my all types of crazies. But when a woman cheats, oh, she's, you know, she's just experimenting. She's just, you know, wanting to try new things, or she's not being treated the way that she deserves. So that's why she's straight. And it's just, the language is totally different. You know, when it's a woman being unfaithful. But the reality is, they're all, those, many, watch this, those same reasons, the same reasons that are commonly associated with why women cheat are, interestingly enough, many of the same reasons why men cheat, you know, why men step outside of the relationship, whether it's, you know, not being fulfilled, whether it's a lack of trust, a lack of security. You know, no support. You know, a lot of times women don't understand it. You know, Gerald Howard, you know, myself, even Courtney and I, you know, we did a lot of, uh, I spent a lot of time over the years discussing, you know, why men cheat and, and not just why we cheat, but how to avoid that from happening to you in your relationship. You know, how to be a supportive woman, how to differentiate yourself. You know, because if you're not differentiating yourself, well, you know, that you're just going to be like everyone else. If you look at the majority of people out here, most people out here are, are unhappy. You know, they're emotionally, spiritually, mentally unhappy, you know, and so you don't want to be like everyone else. You want to be yourself. You want to be different. And so those are the ways that you, that those are some of the ways that you avoid being cheated on. And hopefully that that helps you see, you know, gives you a better idea of how we need to be stimulated as men. Now, again, I'm just speaking from a male perspective, obviously, because I'm a man. But I know a lot of men out here, you know, who want to start businesses, you know, who have businesses, um, you know, who go work, you know, 10-hour days, 12-hour days in corporate America, fighting with their bosses. They come home. Their wife is nagging. Their girlfriend is nagging. You know, nobody wants to deal with that or just negativity. You know, there's always going to be a pretty face. There's always going to be a smiling face, a nice personality, you know, ready, willing, and able to turn his frown upside down. Oh, you just got done fighting with your girlfriend? Oh, Oh, okay. Well, come here. Let me rub your shoulders. And, again, not, not justifying that because any form of infidelity is wrong. Right, but you know, at the same time, it's you know, life is not about you know right or wrong. It's not about you know being fair. You know, it's about you know what it is, what you know, why this stuff actually happens. What can we do to help it from happening to you? In fact, one of the 
one of my personal favorite shows that I've ever done was uh, was was an in-depth analyzation of well, I just thought of another one, um, but one of them was uh, with Tyler Perry. Um, not uh, well, the one was Temptation. The one was Temptation, where I where we talked about, you know, why you know why the young woman cheated, you know, what the man was doing, what he was not doing, that whole dynamic. Very classic show there. But then also how to build and maintain a successful marriage. I did a show on Fireproof. I don't know if you guys saw that with Kurt Cameron, you know. So um, just a lot of different shows, a lot of different shows, um, specifically pertaining to you know, why women cheat, why men cheat, you know, how to build and maintain a successful relationship, not, you know, how to differentiate yourself. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what else? What else is going on out here in the world? But, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely keep you guys posted on the uh, the the, uh, the links of the show, Single on a Saturday Night. Check out some, you know, past episodes. I'm only on the first couple, you know what I mean? It's actually, it's funny, i They've been doing it for about the last four years. I I did the very first episode, started it off, kicked it off with a bang, and then uh, you know, I just came back from for the last few few episodes. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, what else? What else is going on out here? You know, let's get into some uh, entertainment news. Last couple of weeks, you know, I've, I've been spending a lot of time talking about politics, and I like I told you, I mean, I'm done talking. I'm not I'm gonna say I'm done, but. I'm, I'm kind of tired about talking about Donald Trump, the election. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys will listen. I did. I've been talking about the election for the last year. You know, I covered every single, um, you know, primary debate. You know, I was talking about pretty much every every night. Um, on, you know, back then, and, and almost nonstop. And so, just giving you kind of like a play by play, you know, the process giving some additional insight that you're not going to see, you know, from the mainstream media, which was cool. A lot of people hit me up and said, wow, you know, I really appreciated that. So cool. But, you know, I want to get back to doing, you know, what I do and what, I, what I'm what most passionate about, which is, again, building and maintaining successful, uh, you know, spiritually positive relationships, okay, and cultivating, you know, godly marriages even. You know, as a counselor, I do I do premarital counseling, um, I do marriage counseling, um, but what I'm most passionate about is is individual counseling to you know specifically help young women, you know, really identify what may be going on that's preventing you from having love, from you know being found by that man that God has for you. So. You know, eight five five fifty five data. You know, call that number if you want to schedule a uh, you know a free emotional availability assessment. And um, this is the time, man. This is the time. You know, holidays are going to be tough. Thanksgiving, Christmas, Valentine's Day, New Year's, all that stuff. So this is the time. You can, if you're single now, you're going to be single on New Year. That's 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 is what it is. But there's no one that says, or nothing that says. You have to be single this time next year. You see what I'm saying? And this is the time to plant that seed to get the process started. I, I don't I don't like to you know, I don't do miracles. I like to be realistic. You know what I mean? But we can definitely start the process. Um what entertainment news. You know, a lot of people um and you know have been talking about 
Kanye West. You know, Kanye West. Oh my goodness. What's going on with Kanye West? Now, it's interesting. You know, Kanye West is an interesting individual, and I say that because this situation, and if you guys have been listening over the last several years, this is a situation I've been discussing, you know, what, five years, six, seven years maybe. Like, you, if you really are, are, you know, old school listeners, OG listeners, you know, you know about, you know, what I've been doing, how I've been talking, you know, what Kim Kardashian, um, Khloe Kardashian, Kanye West, that whole thing, you know, going back to even when she was married to Chris Humphreys, you know, and I said, I said when she got with, with Kanye, I said specifically, you know, pray for Kim. I said pray for Kim, pray for Kanye West, you know what I'm saying, pray for little Northwest. Pray for little St. West. You know what I mean? I said because, and this, again, these are all archive shows. I've been saying this for years. I said something major is is going to happen. Something horrible. And who who remembers that? You guys, you know, been been saying it five years, six years. Been saying it. I said pray for Kanye West. I said when you are as a woman, I said if you are you know as emotionally unavailable. If you guys have been listening over years and understand the definition of that term, I said if you're as emotionally unavailable as Kim Kardashian has been, you know, if you are as off the deep end spiritually, emotionally, mentally as Kanye West is, you know, if you fit, you know, I talk about, you use that term, you know, an elite man, you know, a true man of God. I said, if you think about what that term means, and you look at someone like Kanye West, who's the exact opposite of that. And you look at Kim Kardashian, everything she's dealt with historically and even continues to deal with. And then you put those two people together, and, you know, and then you, and you even bring a child into the midst of that, two children into the midst of that, catastrophic. And I believe that's the actual word that I used maybe, what, three, four, five years ago when I, when I predicted this, Right? And again, I, and I'll try to even find the link where I did a whole show, and you guys, I remember like it was yesterday. And this is, it's not even here yet. This is just the tip of the iceberg, him being institutionalized, hospitalized, whatever they're calling it. That's just the tip of the iceberg, you know? But we are in, in the midst of something major that's coming. You can't have those, that level, that combined level of negativity, and that not produce catastrophic results. You know, he's you know, they say that he uh he canceled his his remaining shows of his Saint Pablo, you know, tour and, and and either committed himself, you know, to you know hospital for severe paranoia, for depression. And the funny thing is, watch this, this is the funniest thing. These were he hasn't issued any statements. The family hasn't issued any statements, but they're saying, oh, this is what he's in there for, depression and paranoia. And this is where the media propaganda comes in. Because if he hasn't issued any statements, if Kim Kardashian isn't giving any interviews discussing his actual condition, I haven't seen any medical, you know, any doctors discussing his his condition. Well, then how do we know it's for he's, what he was admitted for? How do we know it was 
for paranoia. How do we know that it was for depression? That's not to say he's not paranoid. That's not to say he's not depressed. But they, these are all media, you know, created terms. Now, you guys are going to say, well, why? Why are they, what, what, what motivation does the media have? Kanye West is all of a sudden paranoid. That's, you know, that's interesting. Why, why would you say that? What's he paranoid about? Well, here's the reason. Now, this is the crazy thing. Recently, I don't know if you guys have been following it, but Jay-Z and, 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 you know, and Beyonce have been the target of a lot of Kanye West's recent rants. Okay, he's been going on stage. He's been different. They said different things about Jay-Z personally and about their relationship, and he said some things about Beyonce and, and about both of them, and just he's been airing out a lot of dirty laundry. And then he said, you know, Jay, he said, and this is a, this is like really made me pause. I'm like, whoa. He said, so I know. He said, Jay, I know you got killers. I know you got killers, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't send them. He said, don't send them for me. Uh, he said, just come talk to me. He said, don't, basically pleading, pleading for his life. You know, why? Look it up. Like he said this stuff. He issued. You know what I mean? Like be prior to it. He said, look, man, I'm just expressing myself. He's like, yo, don't. He's like, I know how you do it. He's saying it, but not really saying it. He's like, yo, I know what happens to Joan Rivers. Oh, excuse my fault. I didn't mean to let that slip up. I know what happens to different people who express themselves about you and different people that you surround yourself with. I understand how this process works because I'm in it. But, look, don't send them for me. You know what I mean? Just come talk to me like a man. And a lot of people may not recognize the significance of that. But think of really think about that, you know. And so, and he said that stuff publicly. So now, because he's in it, he's already on the inside of that stuff. And here he is exposing, like, look, this is how the game works. You say certain things, you violate certain agreements, certain friendships, certain certain relationships. You can be killed for that type of stuff. And so here he is, basically pleading, like, yo, you don't have to kill me. Don't. I know you got killers. Don't don't send them for me. Let's just talk this stuff out like men. And so now the media doesn't, they don't want to let, just let that ride. They're trying to minimize that, you know, the, the validity of that by, by saying, oh, no, he's, he's paranoid. He, he thinks people are out to get him. He thinks people are trying to kill him. He's just paranoid. He's just depressed. You see how that works? And that's how the game is played. You know, speaking of the game, Speaking of the game, um, I, you know, it's, it's, it's all a game, actually. That's what it is. It's a game. You know, it's, I was watching uh, Empire, you know, which is a whole show in and of itself. Check out some of my, my specials discussing the satanic and demonic symbolism in, in Empire. Check out the archives of those shows if you've missed them. The new show by Lee Daniels is called Star. Okay, there's a new show. It's called Star, and it's it's produced by Lee Daniels. It's going to be coming on Fox probably right before, right after uh, Empire. And it's interesting because it focuses on, you know, some young women in the entertainment industry. And if you look at the, what do you call it, like the title, not the title, but like the subtitle, on the flyer, on the on the advertisement for it, the logo, it says, what does it say? 
It says music, sacrifice, and then destiny. I just, just, I mean, I don't want to get too deep today, but if you listen to past shows, I've gotten very deep. But think of music, you make the music first, you make your sacrifice, and then you achieve your destiny. That's what that, that's not what I'm saying. That's what it says right on the on the flyer. But interestingly enough, if you look at biblically, you know, that's what they did in the Old Testament. That's what they did in biblical times is, you know, if you wanted a certain level of, of fame and influence and power, you know, there were sacrifices that had to be made biblically. You know, if you look at historically, you know, that's how this game is played. You know, you sell your soul, you get into whatever craft you're in, you make you know, some type of significant sacrifice, and then, you you know, you get, you, you reach your destiny. That's you, that what you want. These, these celebrities are selling their souls. Kanye West has sold his soul. He actually is, you know, there's a video. He even said, I posted it on, on different occasions, but he said it. He said, uh, he even freestyled. He said, you know, I sold my soul to the devil. It was a crappy deal but at least it came with a few toys like a Happy Meal. These are Kanye West's words, right? So if, you know, if anyone is, and I really pray for people, seriously, who hear stuff like that and even see stuff like that, but just chalk it up to, oh, you know, it's, you know that's just entertainment. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's just, that's just something that, that was catchy. No, guys, it's not just catchy. It's not just entertainment. You know, literally, this, this, the entertainment industry is evil, okay? And so, you know, in fact, even, I mean, I, I mean, countless celebrities. I was just watching a video uh, from Dave Chappelle. It's funny. You know, it's funny because you, know, you look at these celebrities, even Chris Brown, Dave Chappelle, Kanye West, when they're at their lowest points, that's when they keep it the realest. Chris Brown has spoken out about, how the game is played. Dave Chappelle, when he, you know, was in the midst of his, you know, his, 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 uh, the height of his popularity and his stardom, you know, he was given, you know, a $50 million deal, television deal, you know, and he walked away from it. He said, you know what? And even even prior to that, he was talking about, oh, they want me to wear a dress. They want me to sell my soul. They want me to, you know, sacrifice, you know, uh, basically, uh, emasculate myself, you know what I mean, do stuff. He's like, look, I'm I'm funnier than him. He's like, I don't have to do all that stuff. I can just be funny. I don't have to do all this extra stuff. And they weren't really feeling it, you know. And, and then he, in his most recent video, he was saying, you go, well, I posted on my page. He's on there saying, like, what's going on in Hollywood, you know, where you have all of these celebrities who are strong individuals, who are motivated individuals, Literally going crazy, you know, literally, you know, whether it's Martin Lawrence, Dave Chappelle, Kanye West. I mean, I was watching a, a video recently of Aretha Franklin, you know, Shaka Khan, you know, literally talking about how evil this industry is. Uh, Deborah Cox, I just, you know, we did it. I was talking to you guys in the show about what she was saying with Wendy Williams about how evil the industry is and how it is a necessity to sell your soul in order to reach, 
you know, uh, fame and fortune. A lot of people, are not, I don't want to do it too much today, but, again, I've done entire shows breaking it down, you know, what does selling your soul, soul actually mean? I was online in one of the comments in one of these threads, somebody was being sarcastic, you know, they were like, oh, you know, how exactly does one sell your soul? Do you have to fill out an application? Do you have to get approval? And I'm like, okay, you see, people don't understand. You know, people don't understand, but when you, the Bible says that we are not to love things of this world. We're not to be of this world. We're not supposed to love things of the world because the world is evil. And so when you love something evil so much, that's when the enemy is able to gain access to your heart. You will, you will, when you, that love, like when you love somebody and they open their heart to you, that's why you're able to be hurt if it doesn't work out, right? Because you've, you've given that person access to your heart. You open yourself to them. It's the same thing with, with the enemy. When you love things of the world, you give the enemy, who is the ruler of this world, you give him access to your heart. And so he enters in. And so you give him yourself. Right? But guess what? And, so, and guess what? You give him something, and then he gives you something. He gives you what you want. Just like the Bible says, the, you know, delight yourself in the Lord, not the world, but the Lord, he'll give you the desires of your heart. But when you delight yourself in the, the evil one, he'll give you the desires of your heart also. So the key is to make sure the desires of your heart are things that God is going to be pleased with. Because if, if the desires of your heart are fame, fortune, and money, well, that's what Kanye West wants. That's what Beyonce went. That's what Jay-Z went. Well, guess what? They sold their souls, so they're now reaping the benefits. But guess what? The benefits also come with a lot of extra stuff. That's why you see people like Chris Brown on drugs, Dave Chappelle going crazy, you know, or quote-unquote going crazy, you know what I mean, Michael Jackson. So many different people going through turmoil, committing suicide, drugs, divorce, like all types of misery after. A lot of times you don't see that type of depression early on. You see it later on in life. Oh, they're not, oh, what happened to him? He doesn't look like he's doing too well. Well, yeah, he's been in the entertainment industry for, for 10, 20 years. What you, what you think? So it's crazy, man. You just got, a lot of times you just got to listen. But watch, watch this new show. Again, music, sacrifice, and destiny. Just Google it right now if you don't know what I'm talking about. Just Google Star, Lee Daniels' new show, Star, and look what it says right there. Music sacrifice destiny. Right underneath, you become a star. And even in Empire, it, they literally walk, they give you a tutorial on, on, on how to love things of the world, how to sell your soul. And that's what the whole show is about. Crazy out here. I was watching, uh, watching the news and they granted they, they, uh, the family of Bobby Christina, Whitney Houston, Nick Gordon was, is required to pay $36 million in damages for the wrongful death of Bobby Christina. I said, whoa, $36 million. That guy, his whole life is down the drain now. I'm pretty sure he doesn't have $36 million. But he owes that. That's what he owes. So, I mean, you know, 
do I feel like he had a role? You know, did he? Did they? You know, get together, get high, you know, have sex, whatever it is that they did. You know, I'm I'm sure that they did. But do I think that he was ultimately responsible for Bobby Christina dying on literally what the same exact day? <laughs> you know what I mean? That Whitney Houston was was found dead in basically the same exact way, drowned in a bathtub. Do I, you know, come on, come on, guys. I mean, like, you, you got it. This stuff, this stuff isn't coincidental. This stuff isn't, you know, what they would like you to believe it is. But it's all, it's 99.9% of the time, there's more going on with these situations. You just have to understand how the game is played, how the industry works. And then that's when you begin to put the pieces together. Shout out to everyone who, you know, who I've, who have said, you know, saying like, wow, I didn't know all this before. Like, wow, I, I watch TV differently. I watch movies differently. Whoa. I, I didn't know what those hand symbols meant. I didn't like when they do certain things with their hands and different color schemes, like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't know it. Now I see it all the time. I see it every day. It's like, whoa, what's going on? I, I'm like, exactly. So you just got to, just got to watch. What else is going on in the entertainment news? I got a chance to, and my wife and I, we don't get a chance to go out off. My son is two, my daughter's five. You know, it's tough getting babysitters. You guys know how that goes if you, you know, if you have kids. But uh, we got a chance to go out to the movies, and uh, we watched Almost Christmas. Now, I'll be honest with you guys. I didn't want to see it. You know, like a lot of times these movies are really stupid, these these. You know, these black comedies, these holiday comedies with these celebrities, black celebrities, I, I, I literally can't stand them. Like, they're usually, very, you know, the Tyler Perry stuff, Boo, uh, Medea Halloween, Tyler Perry's Christmas, Medea. Like, there's, there's always something around this time of year. And I usually hate them. I, I, can't, I stay away from them. But it's funny. And I, I went into this one thinking it was going to be the same exact way. But. You know, I was actually pleasantly surprised. This was, you know, had uh, J.B. Smooth. It was produced by Gabrielle Union. I know she was one of the executive producers. Um, who else? Monique was in it. Um, it was actually pretty, pretty funny. It was actually very funny. Um, it wasn't buffoonish. It wasn't that type of comedy, but it was just a very funny, realistic family film. Danny Glover. Um, and I, you know, I enjoyed it. So I would say, you know, go check it out if you're looking for a film, and you, you know, you don't want you don't want it to be buffoonish, but you just want to be go go see an enjoyable movie. I would say definitely check that out. Um, what else? Uh, who else? Carrie Hilson is in, fellas. Carrie Hilson is. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say that. You know what I mean? Carrie Hilson is in it. Plays an interesting role. You know, check it out if you haven't. If you don't know what I'm talking about. Um, what else, man? I guess I'll talk about the uh, Soul Train Awards, and I didn't get a chance to finish it, but uh, I remember talking about them last year, and and I was pleasantly surprised. I know Erica Badu hosted last year; she hosted this year. I remember saying last year that I was pleasantly surprised at how you know well done it was. Like it wasn't ghetto to me last year. It from what I've seen so far. Um, it wasn't, you know, it's not, it wasn't ghetto this year. 
Um, and it was cool, you know what I mean? I got a chance to see some of my personal favorite artists. In my opinion, and this may be an unpopular opinion, but Drew Hill, to me, is one of my favorite R&B groups of all time. Just, you know, just made classic movies. If you guys, you know, have read my book, and if you haven't already, get it, Cyber Monday. Go on Amazon and Kindle and get my novel, The Love We Had. The Love We Had was actually inspired by, it's loosely based on my life, but the title was inspired by Drew Hill's rendition of The Love We Had Stays On My Mind. If you don't know the significance of that, um, you know, that song, in the, you know, for the title, then you got to read the book. So definitely check that out on Amazon. I'll post a link a little bit later on you know, on Facebook, a little bit later, later on today. But uh, so Drew Hill was there. Uh, they did a Know, presentation to Brandy, which was cool. Um, I enjoy Brandy. Um, she's actually, uh, interesting enough, one of my favorite um, favorite artists. Um, she, you know, she. I talk a lot of people sleep on Brandy. She's she's uh, her her albums are really good. I like this. You know, some of the songs she's done, but her albums are like really really good. So she's definitely one of my favorite artists uh, historically. Um, so yeah, check out you know check out, and, and like I said, what else is uh? I'm still watching it. Nothing else really jumped out at me uh, that I was I felt the need to really get into. But you know, I, I, I like music. I like I like the the ciphers. You know, I know Tyrese was on the cipher, Gladys Knight, uh, Neo. You know, so it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, what else, man? What else is going on out here? I guess one of the things I'll do now. I got a chance to watch. Um, Black China, China and Rob Kardashian. You know, and it's interesting. That's a, another really good example. Of, and they, you know, they just had a baby. Congratulations to them. But I, I never, I don't watch a lot of reality TV other than what I tell you guys I watch, you know, and, and why I watch it. But I checked out a couple episodes of their show, and it was interesting because Rob has not really been in the media a lot. You know, he's been going through some health issues, some weight issues, and uh, he he was, he has he has a really low self-esteem. He, you know, he tells you that. Really low self-esteem, not feeling good about himself. And so it's, it's a really good example of what we talk about and what we've been talking about on this show over the years of how men who are not living for God, who are insecure, and the type of decisions that they make, the type of women that those types of men end up dealing with. If you know anything about Black China, Angela is her real name, but she goes by Black China. She's a she's a you know a former stripper, um, just someone you know a video vixen, someone who has made a career of showing her body, you know, taking off her clothes. And you guys see how that works. You see, it's very similar. You have someone like Kim Kardashian. She ends up with, with Kanye West. You have someone like Black China ends up with Rob Kardashian. Someone like Courtney Kardashian ends up with Scott Disick. You, know, you guys see how that works? You see that? You see what they all have in common? You know, you have someone like um, maybe you guys. And this is no disrespect. But then I'm just I'm just talking to y'all honestly and realistically. You know, maybe maybe you know you've done certain things in your past that you're not necessarily 
proud of. We don't have to. You don't have to call in. You got to raise your hand. I'm just saying. You know different things that how you've maybe thought about yourself in the past. Things that you struggle with. Things that you may have done. You know, sexually, personally, whatever. And you know some of the guys that you've attracted, right? And some maybe the guys that are in your life now or have been historically in your life. And so it's not that much different, is it? It's very similar, in fact. You know, and so what we have to do, what they have to do, what you may have to do, is really you got to get yourself right first. You got to get yourself right first because if you're not right yourself, if you're a man, you're going to end up with black China. You know, you're going to have to you, know, you see them fighting all day, every day. You know what I mean? You see all this crazy stuff going on. You know, Kim Kardashian, If you and I watch. I don't watch anymore, but I watched at least a good five, six seasons with my wife of, of Keeping Up With The Kardashians. So if you've watched that show historically, then you know that, you know, you've seen firsthand a lot of things she's dealt with, the things she struggles with. She's not right emotionally. You know what I mean? She's not right and hasn't been right since she's been in the public spotlight, she'll tell you that. Coincidence that her, the person that's in her life is Kanye West, who is now institutionalized for depression and, quote-unquote, paranoia. You see how that works. You've got to get yourself right first. This stuff that we talk about here on the show is not a, it's not a catchphrase. Emotional availability is not a, a, you know, something to be popular, to be cool. No, it's something that if 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 you are not emotionally available, you're going to attract the not so good men of the world. And fellas, if you're not a true man of God, you're, you're not going to be. You're going to only end up dealing with the not so good women of the world. In fact, I was watching uh, on the show on the Black China show and Rob show. They, they, they. She, I only saw the one episode, but she took him to her hometown, I think of Baltimore, and and she took him to the strip club that she actually danced at, and and she was telling a story on the show about how her mom also dances and also has a history of dancing. It was like the mom, and and the, the her mom. What is it? is it? Her father, her mom and dad are no longer together, but her dad has like three kids who are all the exact same age, and so when the mom walked in and saw the father who she hadn't seen in like ten years, you know it was like World War Three. I, mean, I was just like, wow, that's crazy. But you see how that works? I mean, you got she's dealing with Rob. The mom is dealing with a guy who had three babies on her. And at some point, the cycle has to be broken. Otherwise, it's going to go on and on and on. And then their kids and then their kids, and you know, it's, it's never going to end. What else is going on out here, man? It's getting crazy. I, like I said, I don't want to talk too long today because I got some things to do. I know y'all, you know, I, this is, I told y'all before, this is working out good for me. The, the, the midday shows, you know, are, have been pretty good for me. I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, just with the kids and the family and everything, and so I'm able to knock out a couple of shows, you know what I mean, during the week, which is which is cool. But one of the things I want to talk about is some of these Ask State on Advice questions, some of these discussion topics that have really been uh, stimulating some really good topics of discussion in the Friends of the Date on Tolbert show 
group. Now, and I, I see my man, uh, my man Tariq is on the line. I want to, I want to bring him on uh, in a little bit. I see him uh, on here. Shout out to him. But I want to, I wanted to wait to get his perspective uh, on, on, on some of these topics here, you know, that were posted in the group. And again, add yourselves to the group if you're not in there already. Really good discussion topics. You know, if you're not in the group, pretty much it, it, it's a you know, what is it? It's we're a group. It's an extension of the show, obviously, um, but it's a group for Christians, you know, to come together, you know, and talk about real issues. You know, I, there's so many groups on Facebook, you know, maybe even thousands of different groups. The vast majority of them are worldly. They're secular. They're, you know, they're sex groups. There are a lot of porn groups and just, you know, just very of the world. And, you know, a lot of people, they enjoy the the the, the uh, discussions throughout the day they enjoy the drama they people like that type of stuff you know you you want to have stimulating conversation but you don't you don't care for all that extra stuff and so that's what I try to make it about you know there's no profanity there's no lewd content sexual content it's just real topics with real people you know and it's not you know you're not and people say well dang you know some of these other groups they be popular I mean that's cool. Because again, that's they're of the, that's of the world. There's a whole new, a whole another spirit of the world. But no, you, it is what it is. Like you know, what I mean, you're not going to see Christianity is is funny sometimes. It's weird. It's like you know, okay, yeah, there's a lot of Christians out there, um, but you know, quote unquote Christians. But when it comes to you know, really taking a stand on your Christianity, right, and really putting yourself out there as a Christian, that's when that it often becomes uncomfortable. And so a lot of times you'll see posts, there might be crickets on them because a lot of times people, they don't want to take that first step and put themselves out there. But then, you know, after a couple of people comment, that okay, this is okay to discuss, then as you see people jump up, and that's what you see in, in, in the Christian groups. You know what I mean? And I'm perfectly fine with that, you know, but I just want people to understand, like, it's different. You know, it's not even this show. You know, I was, I was listening to Steve Harvey this morning, you know, and they were doing a strawberry letter. It, it was about, you know, a sexual situation. So, of course, people are going to jump on board. I'm not knocking what people do, but you just got to understand this is really what we do. Even in the group, or here on the show, and then even in the group, it's not really for entertainment. Now, this is life coaching. This is, you know, self-reflection. This is information. This is teaching. This is designed to help people better their lives. If you just want to go somewhere and laugh, you be entertained, okay, well, that's, but it's not as socially acceptable and politically, you know, and, and, uh, correct to you know, publicly put yourself out there as needing help and wanting help in order to get what you want and deserve out of life. <laughs> Nobody likes to broadcast. Those. So that that's why things seem a little bit different, which is perfect, which I, you know, I've been doing this a very long time, which I'm perfectly fine with. But I just want people to understand it's okay. You know what I mean? It's okay for that. You know, it's, it's, you, know you don't have to be ashamed to want to improve yourself. So just want to put that little disclaimer out there. Um, but now, now here's a couple questions. Now, 
couple interesting topics of discussion. Now, there are a few that I wanted to talk about, but I'll start off with one that people are still talking about now, the most, one of the most recent ones. Uh, there was a question. There was a situation. You're a, you're a married couple, right? Okay. As a man, your wife is out of town. Okay, you live in a nice little community, you know, and there's this young woman who is attractive. You know, she she likes to wear. Probably just I don't know the situation or the history, but in the picture, in the meme, you know, she has on like a tights, a workout outfit, tights, sports bra. Little fitty cap looks like she's going to get her workout on. The woman asks you to play a quick game of basketball with her, shoot some hoops. Now, now the, your wife, girlfriend, wife, whatever, let's say wife, for the sake of argument's sake, she told you to stay away from this woman because she doesn't like her. Question was, as a man. You know, would you? What would you do? Your wife is out of town. Would you play that game of basketball? I now I want to talk about that. Like I don't want to just give an answer. I want to talk about it. One of the things I want to do last night is let people talk about it. Because there's no see, there's no right or wrong answer. A lot of women say, "Well, they don't, I don't want to get a wrong answer." Not, there is no wrong answer. You're grown. There's no right answer. A lot of people ask questions like, "Is it okay?" or "Is this allowed?" I said, what do you mean? You're a grown woman. You're a grown man. It's not about it being elite. Do whatever you want to do. But, you know, do you, you know, how will that decision affect what it is that you're ultimately looking to do? That's the question that has to be asked. So I want to, um, matter of fact, I'll, I'll talk about it. But I see my man Tariq is on. Tariq, man, what's going on, man? You there? Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's going on, baby? What's up? What, what, what's up with you, man? You good? Yeah, man, I'm good, man. What's going on? No, nah, man, I just wanted to get your, your perspective. And, you know, we talk. We talk about all this stuff. But I wanted to get your perspective for the for the people on that particular discussion topic. Do you feel like, because, you know, we're both married. We're both married to good women. You got a wife, I got a wife. You know, as a man, you express your thoughts on the thread. But for people listening in, how would you handle that situation? How would you advise other men, other married men, to handle that situation? Okay, so the way I would handle it is if my wife told me that she was uncomfortable with this female, I would want to honor her wishes, um, irregardless of the reason why she was uncomfortable. Uh, I still would want to make sure my, my job is to uh, protect my marriage. So um, I would do I would do that. I would definitely honor my wife's wishes and not play basketball with that with that young lady. And that's cool, man. You know, and I, let me just tell everybody, I'll tell you, I'll tell everybody, I agree with that 100%. I'll just put this out there to begin with. If any any married man who would actually play that game of basketball is just stupid, okay? That's, you know, that's, you're just, you're not, that's, you know, you hear the, the phrase happy wife, happy life. So if you decide to just play that game of basketball, you're probably not smart, and you probably you don't respect your marriage, okay? But that I, I want to take it beyond that, though. I want to offer some additional, um, you know, insight on it because there's a lot to this, you know. Because and you're right, Tariq. Uh, you know, men, it's the man's job. One of the things I even said this on the thread, on the thread, it's the man's job to protect his wife, to protect his household, but specifically 
to protect his wife. That's to protect her physically, but as well as emotionally. And so if if she shouldn't even have to tell him, they should the communication in the relationship should be on such a high level that you that man should already know how she feels to the point where she wouldn't even have to tell him. I want you to stay away from because see a lot of women that's where the relationships become problematic. They start pointing the finger. They start trying to be controlling. You stay away. My wife, let me tell you something. I've been married for six years. We've been together for longer than that. My wife has never told me to do anything. Okay? Let's be clear about it. She's never told me you don't. I, I deal with women for a living. I do this. I counsel. I, you know, I'm around women all the time. She's never, ever told me don't do this or stay away from her because she doesn't have to. You know, because I respect my marriage, I'm going to say I'm not going to put myself into certain situations that I know will jeopardize, you know, my my marriage. That would be stupid of me, and it would not be me protecting my wife, and, and not just physically, but also emotionally. Now, let me ask you, because I want to, I want to get your opinion on this. A lot of women, they put themselves in the situations that are based off of insecurity, not saying every woman, but do you see what I'm saying? Like a lot of women are not secure in their relationship. So that's where jealousy comes in. That's where insecurity comes in. And they they may not even like the woman for any other reason other than the fact that she's pretty and they may have, they may be trying to get these 15, 20 pounds off, whereas she's already coming from the gym, looking how she looked in the picture. And they don't, it's not that they don't like her. It's not that they feel like you want her, but they don't, they just, they're telling you that based out of insecurity. What do you say to those women, Tariq? Um, you know, I would say they definitely need to work on their self-esteem in that, in that situation. But at the same time, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna make sure I'm doing everything in my in my um in in, 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 in my uh capabilities to make sure that she is um secure. But at the same time, she still needs to work on her self-esteem and, and get more secure and high confidence in herself. Regardless, irregardless, and she needs to know that she's loved by me, no matter what she what her weight is. You understand know what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. That's it. Yo, I'm, I'm gonna put you on hold, man, for a little bit. Yeah, stick, stick around if you can. Man. I'm gonna put you just on on, on uh, mute because you know I'm gonna come back. But I want the ladies to listen, and specifically, I want the fellas to listen to. What Tariq just said, because a lot of these problems, I found this myself even, most problems in relationships can be avoided mentally. You, you see what I'm saying? Like when you, see a, when you have an argument with somebody, when you have a confrontation with a mate, a spouse, husband, wife, boyfriend, whatever, 90% of the time that confrontation is is the conversation means it's already too late. You've already done something that you shouldn't have done. You've already said something you probably shouldn't have even said. That's why you're having the argument. Now you're trying to figure out how to get out of the argument. But the, the all of that could have been avoided mentally if you just thought, like, wait a minute, how would she feel about this? What What is her reaction going to be if I say that or if I do this? Uh, and based on that, because you already know the person, based on just thinking, you can avoid even even having to get placed into that situation. And that's what I try to do. 
I just did that the other day. I'm like, you know, I started saying, like, you know what? That's probably not going to be, that's not going to end well for me. You know what I mean? It's not going to be the best situation. So I'm just not even going to say that. Now, it's something I wanted to say. I said, you know what? Is it valid? Yeah, it was valid. But is it going to end in a positive way? Probably not. And so that's the advice that I would give just as far as building and maintaining a successful relationship and ultimately marriage. Just think about stuff. A lot of times we say and do things in the in the heat of the moment, you know, but, uh, you know, because we're passionate, but we don't really think about the consequences. So I think that's something that would be a really good idea. And this basketball situation, it's funny. Now, my wife is a different type of person. Like, I can't think of anyone that she really doesn't like. There's no female that really even comes to mind that she just doesn't like. She, she's a very nice person. Most people like her. I don't know anyone who doesn't like her. People hate me, but they love her. I don't know. You know, maybe we balance each other out, but, you know, you know what I'm saying? She's a very nice, very likable person. Um, and so it's nobody that she doesn't really like. And so I haven't really found myself in that situation. Like I told you, I try to be mindful just to avoid conflict. But there was a situation. I'm not even sure if I told her about this, to be quite honest with you. Because it, it, it's something that didn't even, it, you know, it, it wasn't even something I would have even thought to do. But I played tennis, and this was in the summertime. And I actually was, I had, you know, I had a night match. And my match started at 7 o'clock. And, you know, you guys know I'm in the league. I won a championship last couple of years. Thank you all. Congratulations and all that stuff. The journey, I played for like seven years. and I won my first championship two years ago. I was able to successfully defend that championship uh, this year. So thank you again for that, guys. But I played tennis, and I was leaving one of my night matches. And it was and this, is, this is the devil, you know what I mean, to be quite honest with you. It was nothing but the devil showing up right in the flesh, all jokes aside, because this has never happened to me. But uh, I was leaving the match, and I was on my way to my car, and this lady just popped out of nowhere. Now, she looked, and I'm not just saying that she looked similar to the woman in this picture, you know, probably about, like, early to mid-30s, but she was someone who definitely kept her herself fit. She had to, and it was crazy. That's how I know it was the devil, because this was, what, like, eight, I was finishing up my match. So it had to be, like, 8.45, close to 9 o'clock, but the you know, court was lit up. But she shows up at the court with this tennis skirt on, a tennis hat on, and, like, an actual tennis shirt, had a whole tennis outfit on. I'm like, who comes to a, a regular court for a non-scheduled match in the whole tennis outfit? And she, she said, oh, excuse me. She said, excuse me. Um, she said, oh, I'm sorry. Are you, she said, are you leaving? I'm like, yeah, I just, I just finished that. She's like, oh, man. She's like, I'm sorry, would you, would you mind hitting with me for a little bit? Would you, you mind if we just hit around for a little bit? I'm just looking. I just want to hit. I'm just like, I'm looking like, the heck? Like, and I've played, you know, hundreds, thousands of matches, like, over the course of my life. Like, that's never happened before. And I'm like, nah, I'm like, I got to. It was already, like, 9 o'clock. I'm like, I got to get, I got to get going. I got, I'm just finished. I got to go. She's like, oh, are you sure? You can't just hit for a little bit. I'm like, nah, I gotta, I gotta roll, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And she's like, oh, okay, all right. I'm like, what the heck? Hey, Tree, I never even told you about that. But how, what you, how about that, man? How crazy is that? 
you know, that's, that's, that's really, um, that's ironic, man. It, it, it had to be nothing but the devil. It was, it was Satan right there, man. That was Satan himself in the flesh. You know what I mean? But that's how it goes sometimes. And, and that type of stuff, even like the situation I told you all about a few months ago at Target, you know, the lady, you know, she basically darts out in front of my car as I'm pulling out, tries to get me to, like, hit her. She's like, oh, they're going to smile at me, bend over in front of the car, this and that, all types of crazy stuff. I'm like, oh, are you coming out? I'm like, yo, I'm already out. <laughs> what you mean? I'm already, you just I almost ran you over. She's like, oh, okay, thank you. These women out here, boy, and I know Tariq got a million stories similar to that. All men do. And, again, it goes back to what I was talking about at the beginning of the show as far as, uh, you know, why men cheat. Listen, if, and this is very important for women to understand, every man is not as strong as the next man, okay? But it's, a lot of times it's not even about strength, but it's about Commitment. It's about dedication. It's about happiness, right? Because you know, Tariq is in a happy marriage. I'm in a happy marriage, but I, you know, I knew when I go home, I was going to have a good night. You understand that? But there are a lot of guys out here who are leaving the tennis court or sticking around the tennis court or or the basketball court or the gym or wherever he is specifically because he's not looking forward to going home to what awaits him. And a lot of times that split second, you know, of thinking like, hey, what's it going to be like when I go home? You know what I mean? Am I looking forward to it? They could be married all they want. They could be in a relationship all they want. But if they're not happy and someone, and, and someone else presents what appears to be a better situation, an enjoyable situation to avoid going home to the nagging, the fighting, the cussing. I'm not saying it's right, but a lot of guys would have stuck around. Okay, cool. I hit around with you a little bit. You know, and the, and, the, and the funny thing is, like, see, a lot of times the women, this is why I, why I wanted to really talk about it. I didn't want to just talk about it on the thread. I really wanted to talk about this because a lot of times a lot of women think it's about the the tennis a lot of women think it's about the basketball game. I could have, I could have played tennis with the with the chick. I mean, I, I play some tennis real quick and then go home. That I didn't do it, but if I did, it wouldn't have been a problem. You guys see what I'm saying? A lot of women miss the point. A lot of women think that even in that th- on the thread, if he played basketball with the woman, that he's automatically gonna go go home, you know, and smash. No, it's not. listen, if your man is happy with you, if he loves you, if he respects you, he can do whatever he wants. He didn't need, men don't need someone popping up mysteriously at the tennis court to, to, to have an affair. Men don't need someone coming out of Target trying to, you know, flirt with them for them to cheat. Men don't need a basketball to, to lead to sex. Trust and believe that. These men have coworkers. These men take the train to work. These men see women every single day, all day. Believe me, there's more than enough opportunity to cheat. Tariq could be out there right now cheating. I could be somewhere right now cheating. It's not about that. If when you're happy, you don't want to do those things. There's always opportunity. You can't even, you know, we got into a big discussion about the strip club, gentlemen's club. Not saying that that's right. 
But a lot of women, they, they get it. They think that the strippers are a threat to them. They think that the women on the basketball court or the tennis court are threats to them. Those women aren't your problem. Your marriage is the problem. If, if you think that those women can, can have such a negative impact on your man, then your relationship is already messed up to begin with. That's what you have to understand. If I would have played tennis, I would, oh, yeah, we just got finished playing tennis, so now let me uh, walk you to your car. Let me smash in the back seat. Come on. Like, nobody's doing all that, especially when you have a, a happy home. But when the home is not happy, that's – and, again, people get caught up in the cheating. They spend more time focusing on the cheating or the potential cheating or the thought of cheating than they do trying to really make their marriage strong and their relationship strong, make sure their man is stimulated mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, which doesn't necessarily mean sexually. All right, so, you know, it's deep, man. It's deep. But, yeah, that was one of the discussions. What else? There was a couple other Ask State on Advice questions. I don't want to get up out of here. Um, another question was, uh, and this was posted from a young woman in the in the group that I said that I would touch on today, and I don't know how Tariq feels. Maybe he'll be gracious enough to give us his opinion, but I know this can be a, a personal, uh, very personal topic for, for, for many people. But I'll just read the question. Um, you know, a young woman said, good morning. I have a question for the men. Uh, women can comment too, but I'm looking for male answers. Okay, first, I don't mean to be graphic, but we're all adults, so let's talk. In a marriage, is it okay to perform oral sex on your spouse? I ask because I don't like it uh, or the idea of it, and I can't get into it. Does this cause divorce? I know that the Bible says not to deprive your spouse from anything, uh, because the two of you are one, is this included? And this is I want to I want to say something about this, and I want to direct you guys to a uh, you know a previous show and a previous situation. I even posted this in the group, and it was a, a really big discussion about. It. I don't know if you guys remember, but the the guy who was uh, a married guy, and he he we found out that he was actually going to the strip club and paying for oral sex, I think it was something like $50 a week to, to have oral sex from a, from a stripper. And, uh, and this was, the letter was from him, and, you know what I mean, just kind of saying like, yo, I don't want to do this, but my wife just refuses to do it, so this is something I need to have, and so I'm paying for it. I know I'm wrong, da-da-da, what do I do? <laughs> and then y'all read him the riot act, you know what I mean? So uh, yeah, I definitely let him have it. But uh, so yeah, it's a similar situation or a similar question. You know, ladies, you know, want to know how do men feel about that? Um, you know, Tariq, I mean, you know, you're, you're, since you're here, what, what's your thoughts, man? What, what can you tell the ladies about this question that was posted in the group? Well. You know, I would I would say that's a that's a real um, that's a personal thing, that's a personal preference thing, and I think that the lady should let her mate know how she feels prior to getting deep deeply involved with the person, so that that person can make a decision on whether or not they want to 
say, or you know, if that if that means that much to that person, but the person could love her without having receiving that, you know, received that from her. So you know, just laying your feelings out, you know, everything out on the table, is a is a, is a good is a good is a good thing to do in the first step. I think that's definitely the first step. Is uh, you know, go from there. We have personal purposes, and if you can't deal with that, then you know, God God has somebody else that 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 will be able to deal with that. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, I respect that, and I agree with you. I agree with you because um, you're right. It's all about personal preference, and one of the things the Bible says is that, is that God will God will give you the desires of your heart. You know what I mean? When you delight yourself in Him, and He will bless you with someone who will be what you want physically, emotionally, spiritual, spiritually. Like He will He will give you that person. I remember thinking back in the day. I had a particular image of a wife that I wanted. I could never, it was almost like an image. I could never see the her face. I could never know her name, but that's what I had. It was even not even just my wife, but it was this life. You know what I'm saying? It was like the house, the, the kids, the dog, the career. Like, you know what I mean? I wanted that, and, you know, I have something I prayed for, and, you know, now that's where I live. And so, you I think one of the things that people do, they allow a lustful spirit, their wants and needs. You go into some of these sexual – I get a lot of these discussions. I keep it real with you. A lot of these discussions come from some of these other groups. I'd be stealing them. I, I see a good discussion topic. I steal it from another group. Like, okay, we're going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it how they're talking about it, but we're going to talk about it. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, and so a lot of these, these, these situations become sexual when they don't need to be sexual. You know, what what goes on in the bedroom uh, between a husband and a wife is between a husband and a wife. It's if 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 they feel comfortable as a couple doing certain things, then great. If one person doesn't feel comfortable doing something, then it's not okay because relationships are about comfort, you know, and they're about, you know, pleasing your mate. And if one person isn't happy or is uncomfortable doing something they just don't want to do, then that's not going to be a good experience. So like, like I believe like Teresa, you have to talk about it. You have to get things out in the open. You have to communicate. Maybe, you know, maybe compromise, compromise. Maybe, maybe just, you know, just stick the tip in it. I don't know. You know, I don't know what the answer I ain't got the answers. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, maybe there's, there's different things that can be done. Maybe y'all can work it out somehow. But it has to be communication involved. You know, now a lot of times people say, well, now, Dana, uh, you know, I know y'all talk about, you know, you shouldn't be having sex before marriage. And, and, and if you start talking about sex before marriage, that may put you into a sexual state of mind. And, you know, then that may talking about sex or what you like and what I like, you know, prior to marriage, that may cause problems. So to avoid problems, we avoid talking about it. But what about certain things that need to be talked about prior to marriage so we don't find ourselves in these situations? Well, that's a good question, and I'm glad you asked. And, there, and that's, I mean, it's a good question because the reality is there are ways of doing things, and, and there, there's prayer that needs to be had. You know, you definitely got to pray about stuff like that because you're not going to, ideally, you're not going to experience everything prior to marriage. 
Ideally, you will wait and only experience things like living together and sexual experiences together after you're already married. So, yes, technically, it can, it will already be too late, and what you get is what you get. That's technically how it's supposed to go. But that doesn't mean that you can't have certain discussions about certain things in a non-sexual manner. You know, y'all don't have to be laid up. Tell my son, yeah, yo, so how you feel about oral sex? Like, how you feel about this and that? Or, you don't have to be in the in the situation, but you can just have a conversation about it. And so with anything, it's it's, it's a way to do it, you know, where, where it doesn't lead to a potential conflict. So hopefully the young wife, I forget her name, hopefully she, you know, was listening in and or is listening in and, uh, you know, has was able to gain some clarity because it can be a a, a, a sticky situation. All right, no pun intended. Uh, Tariq, let me one last one, man. While I got you here, it's like the second time you called in, man. It's good that good to uh, hear from you. I wanted to ask you about uh, the the situation kid in the barbershop. You know, here on the show for the newer listeners, we talk a lot about uh, parenting. Uh, you know, different parenting techniques, what's, what I've done a lot of shows on the definition of a great mother, definition of a great father, which was actually a, uh, a tribute to my, my late father-in-law, you know what I mean, my wife's, uh, my wife's father, truly great man. And, uh, you know what I'm saying, a lot of shows like that. And, you know, parent, a lot of people, you know, they have different opinions on you know, single parenting and, and what should be done. You know, I personally have seen a lot of bad kids. I can't stand bad kids, all right? And no disrespect, but I really hate, I don't want to say hate, but I really dislike seeing, I would rather not see in the barbershop so many mothers. Again, that's no disrespect to the, the great mothers out here. You know, shout out to Samantha, you know, so many different, single moms who classy, respectable, great mothers, you know what I'm saying? But I feel like that there are certain things that a father should do, you know what I'm saying? Now, if there are not, there's not a father around or there's not a father figure around, then cool, the mom, definitely you step up, you do what you got to do. But ideally, I would I would like to see, I did a show several years ago on, how to go from being a, a, a single mother to a successful wife, all right? And it was a show split. It may, be, it may even be, a, be time for a, a part two on that because there's even more single. If I did that show, you know, what, five years ago, let's say, there's more single moms you know, that, now that there are then. And so I, I feel like it's important to talk about how to make that transition, how to talk, how to date. Because, see, what a lot of people don't understand is dating a single mother as a single mother is going to be much, much, much different than just dating, whereas a lot of times people make it the same, and it's not. It's not viewed the same. It's not bad. It's not worse, but it's just different. Men view single mothers differently than they do other women. Again, not better or worse, but just differently. And so you have to be aware of that and govern yourselves accordingly as mothers. You know what I'm saying? And and if you are 
seeking a husband, ladies, you have to be the type of woman that is aware of that diff- that the difference and say, you know what? Yeah, I have a child. Yeah, I have children. But guess what? Situation with my children's father does not define who I am or how I would be with you. Because that's that's really all we want to know about. Men men love kids. Most men I know want kids. You know what I mean? We love kids. Most guys I know love kids. I I couldn't wait to have kids. But the reality is, too often the situation, not you necessarily, but your situation is unappealing to us in a way that we say, you know what, I don't even want to be bothered with you. I told y'all, you know, a couple of years ago about the young woman who I, I met out and about, you know, she she tried to get me, she tried to get me. She had like five kids. And I'm like, I, I don't think I found that out until like the conversation. And I, I'm going to be blunt with y'all. I haven't been this for in a while, you know what I mean? I must be losing my edge. I don't know. I haven't told one of these stories in a minute. But, you know, she, she, I'm being honest with you. Like, I met her. There was an attraction there. She was beautiful. I mean, you know, Tariq, you know, we talk about certain things. She was a very beautiful woman. You know, really, many of you know my type. She was the epitome of my type. Met her, exchanged numbers. We had a few conversations over the phone. And it was the conversations was cool, but then at you know at some point she revealed that she had kids, and then she revealed that she had five kids. And I was in a much different, I was young, I was in a much 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 different place than I am now. There was a transition mentally. I'm not saying this is right because it's not. But there's a transition that happened mentally for me that said this young woman is no longer going to be viewed as someone that I will have even, uh, you know, a, some type of relationship with. But I went over there to smash. You know what I mean? And and, and it's important to understand that there it, there are certain things, ladies, that can be said and that can be done that will take you out of the wife category, the potential wife category, and be placed specifically in the sex category. Tariq, is that a story from your prior life that you can relate to at all? Like, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, I want to comment on the story that you, you, you present. And my point would be that there's somebody out there, if you're a woman of God, there's somebody out there for you. Regardless, you may have, you may have messed up. You may have been divorced and have five kids. There's a man of God that will accept you if you're really a real woman of God. That's first and foremost. Uh, secondly, um, uh, you know, it, it, it depends on how the woman is raising her children. If, if, if she's not, if, if her kids are not in check, then that, that's the main thing that's going to uh, cause a man to strike, you know, or not want to deal with that woman. So, um yeah, I think those are the two major things. This um, that somebody there's a person out there for every woman, regardless if you have children, because some women have, you know, and you know, you know, dealt with some losers. Because we, you know, I've dealt with some loser, loser women, and you know, gotten pregnant, but now they, you know, want to live uh, godly. So I mean, I, I I wouldn't want to discourage those women. You see what I'm saying? But I also would want them to know. You gotta have your children in check for any man to really take you seriously. 
Absolutely. Now let me add, and that's that's a hundred percent correct. You got it. absolutely, lady. If there is someone for you, or what, I, what do I always say? When you are one hundred percent emotionally available, you know what I mean. God will absolutely bless you with a true man of God specifically for you. That's now that's if you're you you have no kids. That's if you have, you know, five kids. That's if you have three kids. Kids are not the issue. It's the emotional availability associated with the kids, often associated with the kids, because not everybody, not all single moms are emotionally available. In fact, you know, how many single moms have we seen who are now married that, you know, whether they went through counseling, whether they listened to the show, I I could throw out about five, ten names right now, but I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? But I think we all can name some, you know. So shout out to those women. So it's not there's some really great mothers of you know married who I feel a lot are of times emotionally too, sorry. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. No, no, go ahead. In the in the deck, a lot of times there are men that have children. So these are perfect combinations in a lot of situations. So yeah, God will work it out for the lady and the man. That's yeah, right, exactly. And God works that so let's so right piggybacking off that. So like you said, the 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 kids have to be in check. So going back to this situation in the barbershop, you saw the video, I saw the video. A lot of t- people on the video, on the thread about the video were saying that the kid was out of control. Other people were saying that the, the people in the barbershop were out of control for disciplining that child, holding the child down, restraining the child. As a father, you know, how would you have felt or how would you have dealt with that situation if you were the mom in that situation? If I was the mom, I think, yeah, I think like, that the, 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 yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, no, yeah, if you, yeah let's, let's say that way. If you were the, if you were the woman in that, the mother, how would you have handled that situation? Well, uh, well, there's, there's two ways she could have handled it. One way, uh, uh, several ways. One way she could have, she could have taken her child, you know, child, he, 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 he wasn't at the level where he needed to be at. You know, either she straighten him out or she take him and leave. Uh, another way she could have handled it is she could have brought an uncle. She could have brought a cousin, a brother. I mean, there's some type of man that she, I'm sure she has in her life that, you know, can help her in these situations. Um, and the way she handled it, the, the men that did do it, I mean, I think they did a decent job, you know, all you know, consider all things considered. You know, I think they did a decent job. Um, they're not they're not related to I don't think they were related to this boy, so there was but so there wasn't but so much they could do. So, you know, given the fact that she wanted to get his haircut and she stayed you know, to get his haircut, that was what, you know, had to be done in order to get the job done. Right yeah, yeah, you know, you know, I'll tell you, um I, I I agree with that, man. I feel like I mean, I see this every day. Like it's not even a you know a hypothetical situation with me. I see this. I like that video. I've seen that actual situation play out many times, and I feel like like I said, it if the, if you get to that situation, you've already failed. You know what I mean? You've already failed that child. Children need discipline. 
So, kid, and, and which I got to understand, that kid might have been six, maybe five, six, possibly seven. You know, <clears throat> he didn't seem to be younger than that. But you got to start this process. My son is two, and he already understands. Like, he already understands what no means. He already thinks, like, hmm, if I do this, you know, he's, I can already see his mind working. Like, he already understands discipline. He, I mean, yeah, he tests certain things. Yeah, he cries, whatever. But at the core of it, he understands I have a mother, I have a father. These are authority figures. He already understands it at a young age. My daughter is five. She already understands manners. She says, please. She says, thank you. And no, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. May I, may I have this? May I go here? Is it okay if I do this? She already does that. She already doesn't want to get in trouble. She already understands not doing certain things because she doesn't want to get in trouble. She'd be like, oh, well, I don't want. I didn't want to do this because I didn't want to get in trouble. Am I allowed to do? Like, you see how that works? That already started. First of all, it started in a two-parent household, you know, and 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 seeing certain certain rules being made from both of us. That's where it starts. That's how it's supposed to be. Now, again, if, it's, if that's not how it is, you know, if you find yourself in a single-parent household, that's fine, but you still have to instill a certain amount of discipline into that child at a very young age. That child in the barbershop wasn't used to discipline. He wasn't used to rule. He's not. He's he's used to just doing whatever, and it's 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 really unfortunate. I don't see too many. I can't. I can only speak from single about single mothers because I honestly I don't really see kids with fathers acting a fool in barbershops. I don't see that. I'm in the barbershop every week. I don't see that. You know what I mean? Ninety percent of the time, the kid is going to be very respectful. It's like okay, here you hand the money to the barber, give him a handshake, you know what I mean, sit there, don't move, get your hair cut, and we out. The only time you really see kids acting up is when it's the mom and there's an absence of the father. And so what I, one of the things that I said on the thread is that, I mean, if that situation is, it happens, okay, fine, whatever. The kid wasn't raised right. He has a, a, a behavioral problem. Back in the day, there was always a father, a uncle, a grandfather, you know, a, a family friend, a, a barber, somebody who was able to put that child in check. I was put in check countless times by those same people, dad, older brothers, cousins, uncles, you know what I'm saying, aunts, people just around the community and what people need to understand is we come from uh, from from Africa, you know, African traditions, customs. You know, back in Africa, people are raised by the village. That's not just a catchphrase, oh, it takes a village. No, like, it really does take a village. That's how it's supposed to be. The village raises you, not just your mom, not just your father, and raising you is part of or excuse me, discipline is part of being raised, is part of the upbringing process. Everyone should be able to, I'm not saying a total stranger should be putting their hands on your kids, but at the same time, people should feel comfortable saying like, yo, sit your ass down if you're acting a fool. 
You know, there's nothing. If he was that kid was in the barbershop throwing punches and kicking, I have no problem with them. Those men in there, they weren't abusing the kid. They were restraining the kid. And I couldn't believe there were people in the thread that said that. Well, the people in the barbershop were out of line. I'm like, what? Somebody needs to take off their belt and ask mom, is it okay if I take your son in the back and give him what he needs? See, people are too politically correct now. I'll tell you what I used to do. Well, you know, when I was a kid, there was a camp called Camp Nazarene. And uh, it was over, it's here in Philadelphia. I don't know if you know if it's still in existence, but it was a Christian camp. And it was, we went out up to Lahaska, Pennsylvania, out to the suburbs of PA. And there was a big farm. And it was an overnight camp. There were two cabins. There was a, a, a boy's cabin and there was a girl's cabin. And uh, it was it was great. You know, we had classes set up. Like the day was sectioned off through classes, Bible study, gym class, arts and crafts, um, all types. It was like a drama class where we would do like skits and stuff. And uh, we would go on hikes up the mountain and have campfires and sing songs and do all types. of. It was really one of the best parts of my life growing up. I, I went to the camp. I uh, became a, a counselor in training at the camp, and I became an actual counselor at the camp when I was old enough to. And he went away from for two-week periods. And I say all that to say, but it was a great camp. But guess what? Before you went to that camp, they told you. They would meet with you prior to that. While you were signing up, they said they want to meet with you personally. You had to meet with the counselors and whoever prior to sending them. They said, look, this is a Christian organization. You know, we believe in disciplining children when necessary. So we don't know how you, we don't know your child. You know what I mean? But we've had experiences where at times it's necessary to discipline these children is because of behavioral issues. But what we can guarantee you is it will be done in love. And when your child comes home, <laughs> they will not have those same problems. And you and based on that, you can either make a decision to send your child or not send your, your child. Now the camp it was and it was great. I went there, my brother went there, my sister went there. I was disciplined there. My sister was disciplined there. My brother was disciplined there with the belt. You know what I mean? And, and, it, and it was a, but I, you know what I'm saying? As a grown man, now looking back, saying, wow, that was a great experience. And what we need is more of that, more of that type, more camps like that, more schools like that. I remember the, 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 the teacher, the principals would break out the, the extension cord and beat these kids in elementary school, in the school I went to. I'm pretty sure that doesn't go on now. But that was that's just what happened. <laughs> you know what I mean? People were wilding out back in the day, you know. And uh, But at the same time, you look at how things were then, and then you look at how they are now, kids out here robbing, killing, tattoos on their faces, no respect for authority. We need to go back to that. You know, we're seeing fewer and fewer single parent homes, sing more fewer and fewer parent homes. Something's got to be done. So, I mean, that's it, man. I'm, I'm gonna get ready to wrap it up. Um, you know, and but I want to thank everyone for listening in today. I know it was a little while since I was last live, uh, right after the election, but I want to take some time off, give you guys some time to enjoy family, enjoy Thanksgiving. 
But, um, you know, I'll be back sooner rather than later with a new live show. In fact, one of my next live shows, oh, that's also something else I want to tell you real quick. But one of my next live shows is going to be on the independent woman syndrome. You guys have heard that term over the years, but I've never done an actual standalone show on what that means. You know, we see a lot of women out here, you know, raised by single parents, you know, supporting themselves, going to school, working, being very successful, educated. And we don't often talk about enough about the effect like that has on relationships. It can be great for you educationally, financially, you know, but that independent woman way of thinking, that mentality often keeps a lot of women single. So I want to do a whole show on that and talk about what can be done to break that cycle. You know what I mean? And a lot of women are not aware that it's even an issue. A lot of women are not okay with allowing a man to be a man, specifically because of things that were done to them by their father. So look out for that that next live show. And also look out for something kind of cool coming in the next couple of weeks. I drop my kids off in the mornings, and uh, I, I have a new I, a new segment. I told you I've been talking for a while. I want to get in on this this Facebook Live thing. So I, I, the new segment is going to be called the drop off. You know what I mean? The drop off. That's going to be the new segment. Stay down, uh, drop off. You know what I mean? Something like that. Look out for it. But you know, it's, I'm gonna be in my car. I'm gonna drop the kids off. And you know wherever I'm, wherever my travels take me, after that, whether it's back home, whether it's to run some errands, I'm gonna just hop on Facebook Live and and talk about what's going on. Hopefully, I won't bang out, but I'm gonna talk to y'all for a little bit around. It'll be around nine o'clock, eight forty-five, nine o'clock. So check my, you know, just follow me on Facebook at Dayton Tolbert, Instagram at Dayton. You know what I mean? Just kind of watch out for the uh, this new segment. It's gonna be kind of cool. So uh, yeah, man. But thanks for listening in and. Uh, I will talk to you all next time.
Guarantee it will 